Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for bringing each and everyone here to this morning into your presence, worshipping you and being touched by your love. And I, uh, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human understanding, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power, and that your word will go forth and not return to you void, but accomplish that which you purpose in the lives of your beloved children. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you can see from the slide. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. All right. Beautiful picture also, cover photo done by, as usual, our sister Evelyn. Praise the Lord for her. Yeah. I love all this. Okay. Let's go into the word. Huh? Mark chapter 5, 21. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus. So he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jairus, a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. So you can see the scenario here, all right? <clears throat> there was a huge crowd, okay, uh, gathering around Jesus. That's so wonderful, right? Wherever the presence of Jesus is, whether it's 2,000 years ago or it is today right now, even in Zoom, we just love to be in his presence, gathered around him and hear his word, right? Jesus is the word. The Son of God made flesh. When you hear his word, it's like hearing Jesus. So there was this man, Jairus. Today you're going to see oh, two miracles happening within a, almost the same time, actually, same time. Yeah. Uh, when we are in the presence of Jesus and we touch Jesus. And Jesus touched us. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death. For those of us who are parents, I think we can feel how Jairus would feel as a dad, as a father. He had a little daughter. He had a wife, right? And the daughter is at the point of death. That means she must be very ill, very sick. So, and she was only 12 years old. 12 years old and very ill, ill to the point of death. Come, Jerry said, and lay your hands on her and heal her. And she will live. Amazing, right? What uh, Jerry said. She was telling, asking Jesus, all you need to do is, Lord, 
you lay your hands on my little girl, and she will live. Immediately, Jesus went with him. You know, Jesus is always wanting to come with us into our homes, into our families, right? Into every bit of our life. <laughs> and when he sees someone who wants him, who wants his presence, who needs him, he will never say, wait. He says, immediately. Today, Jesus knows this morning, he knows us. I may not know every one of you or what you may go through or you are going through, but Jesus, he knows you, right? And he says what? He didn't say to tomorrow, <laughs> wait. Immediately, right? He says, I will come. I will come. And Jesus went with him and a huge crowd followed. There was a crowd of people, but they were just spectators. The miracle happened to the one who asked Jesus, come, come. If you only come with me, put your hands on my daughter, I know she will be healed. The rest were just looking. So this morning, let us not be just the crowd that is seeing what's going to happen. <laughs> Okay, but each one of us, whatever it is, right, that we have, maybe a loved one, maybe a problem, whatever it is, we may have no words to describe it, doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you know Jesus can solve it, all right, and he is going to do miracles this morning because it's him, huh? okay. Him, Jesus. And a huge crowd followed, pressing on him from all sides. So you can imagine, right? While he was going to Zairus, Jairus' house to touch, lay hands on his daughter, who was at the point of death. There were many people that were. Have you been in a crowd before? <laughs> I think some of them have. Some of us have, right? And in the crowd, they, 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 they move you. <laughs> you. Sometimes the crowd is so so big and so close that you don't even need to walk. They are moving you, right? They're touching you everywhere from all sides. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman. So Jesus was on the way to Jairus', Jairus house because he reached out. To him, right? He just and how did he reach out? He just called him, right? Just said, Jesus, come. And then in the crowd that, that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. Incidentally, Jairus' uh, son, or oh, sorry, daughter, was 12 years old, and this woman was suffering a horrible sickness okay for how long so 12 years um i think 12 years is also quite a long time right so we're going to really say go into meaning of 12 years but it is a long time 12 years okay for some it, it must be horrible to suffer a disease and this this woman's disease 
uh, actually uh, in another version it says um, she was having a flow of blood an issue of like a, a, a woman having period but instead of just once a month for seven days she has it all the time okay and for the jewish custom if a person has this what we call the flow of blood it is you know that time when a, a, a woman has period it is called what unclean and even more so under the law all right during that time uh, she was unclean to imagine you are considered unclean not only for seven days but for 12 years every day and she had entered she has endured a great deal under the care of various doctors so it's normal right and uh, to when you have a problem like this definitely it was a big problem right because it is not normal that's where we call miracle right where where jesus does things that normal doctors couldn't do especially in in, uh, in the realm of uh, course healing many may not have come to her state but she has. <laughs> this lady definitely has. She has endured a great deal under the care of various doctors. With no offense to doctors. <laughs> Can you imagine? But we think that um, this is the truth of reality, right? It's supposed to be care for to be well, but she was suffering suffering under the care okay of various doctors she must have gone from one doctor to another doctor right so for us today in asian culture we have chinese uh, uh, what do you call it uh, chinese medicine or chinese uh, medical care then we have western we have all kinds and some people would have tried all kinds have you ever had someone who have tried all kinds? Yeah, I know a, a person personally, right? Years ago, part of my relative who had to treat for, um, what is that called? Kidney failure. And in that situation, right, she went to every kind of doctor, every kind. But it's the same, right? As what this lady went through, Sadly, and, she, and worse, right? She had spent all that she had on treatment. <laughs> so like this translation, like, it make it more real to us. When we read the other versions, it's like something happened uh, years ago. But here, if we can understand, right? She had many, uh, you know, it's not cheap <laughs> to, to go and get treatment, right? So for 12 years of treatment, I, I don't know, this lady must be pretty rich, right? To be able to afford 12 years of treatment. Okay, so uh, she spent all that she had. So probably from a very rich person, now she has come to be a someone who has nothing left. Not only did she, didn't, uh, she didn't get healed physically, but no more money. And she was not getting better, but worse. 
a state like this, some of us may have gone through ourselves, some of us know someone is going through this, right? Or we are going through maybe not exactly 12 years, maybe more, maybe less, but Jesus knows. That's the good news, right? And let's see what Jesus did. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she must have heard, you know, they, they were uh, unclean. She was unclean. At that time, it's not like today, right? <laughs> Where you have sickness, you can still go out. But those days, they were called, they were like outcasts, right? When you're unclean, the society uh, reject you, you cannot be, you cannot do the things that others can do. You cannot be out in the open. So she probably had to cover herself, okay? Maybe something like leprosy, right? She, she'll be ashamed. Can we imagine being ashamed uh, for 12 years? What was this lady going through? Right? It was not just physical, it was mental as well and emotional because people reject her. She was an outcast from society, right? But she heard good news. Today, this morning, we are hearing good news, right? That Jesus had the power to heal. And not only has he got the power to heal, he's willing to heal. Okay, so he, she heard about this wonderful person called Jesus Christ and that he can heal because she has already exhausted all her ways of not only getting back a physical healing, getting back her dignity, getting back her acceptance in the society that has rejected her because of this sickness that she has. Not only physically suffering, she was suffering every part of her being. So how can you miss when hope was just within reach? <laughs> you know? And then she pushed through the crowd. There was a huge crowd, right? Desperation. Sometimes. God allow us to come to a place of desperation, not to punish us, but to show us how much He loves us. It pushed, she pushed through the crowd. It's like, there may be, you know, the crowd is stopping her from getting to Jesus. Is there anything that is stopping any one of us here? this morning from the touch of Jesus, push through it. Stop. Don't let anything stop you from having your freedom. This, this lady was a prisoner, a prisoner of the sickness that bound her, prisoner of people around her, the customs, the traditions around her that she could never walk free. She pushed through. She didn't care what people think about her. She was not supposed to be out there. It's like sometimes we come into the you know, into uh, a church, the presence of God, and there are people who will say, 
some things about us. But you don't care what people say, right? If you have heard that Jesus can save, Jesus can restore you back and heal you, not only physically, but spiritually, every part of you to make you, to give you a new life. Just push through. And she came behind, from behind him. It was not easy, huh? A woman. And touched his prayer shawl. Right? So that means the hem of his garment. And she kept saying to herself, she was talking to herself. Sometimes we talk nonsense to ourselves, right? I'm going to die already, lah. You know, doctors say die. I think probably she would have heard this die thing to everyone around her. Right? Doctors have already told her, you're sorry, right? Uh, yeah, I, uh, you paid me because uh, I gave you some medical advice, but I can't help you. Medical science cannot help you. Society cannot help you. That's all the bad news that she has been hearing. And most of us, when we hear that from the world, we echo it, right? <laughs> we will say, doctor said, this one got no cure. This one say this, this one say this. She has been hearing this for how long? 12 years. 12 years. Everyone around her has been giving her the bad news. Sorry, cannot help. Sorry, cannot help. Maybe they didn't even say sorry, right? But she just can't help. But she said something else when she heard about Jesus, because Jesus is all around that place, right? Where she is. And she heard about Jesus healing this person, that person. And she said, she chose to say this to herself whilst everyone was saying something else. If only I could touch his clothes. I know, I know I will be healed. Wow, that's all that's needed. That's all that is needed. That is what we call faith, right? But it's just simple belief that we choose on our part, shut up. Whatever other people say. In that desperation for her freedom, for her healing, she said, I just need to touch. His clothes. Wow. <laughs> Just the clothes of me. You know, the clothes resemble what? The righteousness. <laughs> Jesus, right? I know I will be healed. Do you know that? Today is not hard to have your miracle. It's just inside me. Shut up all the, the doubts and the other voices. Say, Jesus, he's the one. He died for me. He can heal me. I know it. No matter what other people say. As soon as her hand touched him, or touched his clothes, her bleeding stopped immediately. You see? She didn't say that. Although still, you know, um, let me be healed first. Let me see the physical healing first. She said, I know, I know. You know, Catherine Kuhlman, the great evangelist, 
<laughs> like, like to sing a song called He Touched Me, right? He touched me. Tonight or this morning, Jesus is going to touch everyone here. If you only listen to him. Right? He's talking to every one of you in your room, in your hall. And the bleeding stopped. In the world, is seeing is believing, right? But in the realm of God, God honors that believing. All we just need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He has every power to heal you, set you free, whichever area of your life. Spirit, you haven't received Jesus yet. Soul, in the mind, if you have been suffering or tormented by or by the devil, or body, if there's any physical sickness, <laughs> every part <laughs> has been completed on the cross. Right? So she knew it. And she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. That means healing virtue has come up, right? Healing is tangible, okay? Because this is a physical body, right? <laughs> but when, when God, Jesus touched you, he, he is very much the same, right? Yesterday, today, and forever, okay? So which means what you can do that day for this woman, it's still here, the same Jesus Christ, glorified, can touch your body and in an instant, you can be healed. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him for he felt the power that always searched around him. That is the anointing, okay? Anointing is just the tangible presence of God. Had passed through him for someone to be healed. Ooh, the tangible presence of God today, the healing power, is right here. Here, where I am, there, where you are. Jesus' presence is here. Or he felt that power wherever he goes during that time, that power was with him. Anytime for anyone who wants to have that miracle happen to them. And today it's the same. Anyone who wants that touch of Jesus will receive it. It's there. Jesus is there with you. He turned and spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? That's in the natural. His disciples answered, what do you mean? Who touched you? Remember? There are two realms all the time. The spiritual realm and the physical realm. 
the realm of the five senses. And Jesus was the Son of God who moved in the spiritual realm all the time he lived there in this physical earth. In the physical, he knew that someone touched his clothes, but it was not just about touching his clothes. It was about that tangible healing power had flown out, had gone out of him to heal someone. And for the crowd, actually, who was it? Ah, the disciples. <laughs> Don't laugh at the disciples, right? Okay, they are always like that. <laughs> but thank God today, you know, we, uh, through knowing the word, through knowing Jesus, don't have to be always seeing the natural realm. Today, the, the, the word can bring us, the Holy Spirit can bring us, right, to have the same identity that Jesus has as the new creation, okay? <clears throat> to be always understanding and moving and living in that realm of the spirit. It's who you are. That's what we're saying, right? That's who he is, God and who we are. So, to the disciples, it's pretty confusing <laughs> because they can only see the five sense realm. And it doesn't make sense. The five senses realm will never make sense. So, so many people touch him. Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd, looking for the one who had touched him for healing. Such a wonderful Jesus that we have, right? Because he knew that this woman who had suffered at the hands of medical science, doctors, finished all her, spent all her money, had received healing. Just like Kathleen Kuhlman's meetings, right? A, a wonderful woman of God. In the presence of God manifested, the Lord just start to heal through the Holy Spirit different ones in the congregation or in the crusade in the presence of God. Whatever you need, this woman needed healing. You think that there's anything that is too difficult for Jesus? When the woman who had experienced this miracle, oh, what a miracle. Have, it is so wonderful to experience healing. The healing is physical, okay? <laughs> it's nothing spiritual about it, okay? We actually receive healing. I, in my whole life, I think just now uh, Joan introduced me, uh, lived a long, long life, right? <laughs> I have experienced his touch, his healing. Had a lot of, uh, you know, physical uh, sickness that sometimes doctors couldn't even diagnose and you sort of live with it, it may not be terminal something, but it does, does disturb you. This woman then, and when you 
you experience God's healing, it's something altogether wonderful. It's a miracle, not natural. She came, the woman experienced this miracle. Realized what had happened to her. She came before him, trembling with fear. She got the, the uh, manifestation of the miracle, but she don't know Jesus personally yet. And Jesus not only wants to heal her, what a wonderful Savior we have. Jesus wanted to have a relationship with her. Want her to know him, how much he actually cares for her and loves her. And, I, and she threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. She was scared. It's like stealing your healing, right? Because this one, she didn't pay for it. <laughs> to the doctor, she paid, right? So, okay, you know, I pay for it. But this healing, she sort of like, you know, go behind and then stole it. Okay? She, probably she meant to, you know, not tell anyone until later. But so she was coming to God. Uh, said, oh no, Jesus, no already. <laughs> that I got you. You know, this is amazing grace. A woman who didn't pay for her healing, which the world demands that you pay something if I were to bless you, if, if I were to touch you. And of course, we don't blame them, right? It's their living. <laughs> but Jesus. He gave us something that um, we didn't pay for and we can never pay for. His love, his healing, he paid for it on the cross so that you can just receive it. And without having to feel bad, she, she told him her story of what had just happened because our Lord would have known. Then Jesus said to her daughter, Oh, but isn't that relationship? She was an outcast, but God, Jesus, always likes to let these outcasts know that they are not outcasts. They may be looked down by people around them, but Jesus never looked down on us. If ever anyone here feels still feeling looked down upon, inferior to others, because of whatever, the way you're born or, you know, your situation, then Jesus wants to tell you this morning, your daughter, you're his son. He has a relationship with you. And in that relationship, he wants you to experience like Jaya, right? Success, prosperity, health, and healing. That's why he calls you about to everyone. This is the meaning of relationship. We don't call God Father just now. We sang a song, right? In worship, you are a good, good father. It doesn't matter whether we have failed in life, we have not been a good father or whatever. But the wonderful thing is our father is good. And in his eyes, you will always be the wonderful son, the wonderful daughter, no matter how many times we have failed through Jesus Christ.
this love. As I said, daughter, establishing a relationship first to tell her he loves her. Because you dare to believe. To believe takes courage. <laughs> you have courage today to believe. Just believe in it. There's nothing else that is needed. I have courage to believe. We have courage to fight. <laughs> we have courage to go see doctor again and again and again. We have courage to fight the disease, to fight the problem. And Jesus said what? Just have the courage to believe. Oh, it's so simple. Your faith has healed you. Go and peace, with peace in your heart. He not only healed this desperate woman and outcast in society, suffering for 12 years, not only physical, what did Jesus say? I want to give you peace. Because the, the greatest thing on this earth that no one could give is peace, right? In your heart. That's what Jesus said. I give you a peace, not that the world, not the, the way the world gives. That, that, that is called world peace. <laughs> what is world peace? Everything is fine. Plenty of money, you're 100% healthy, you know. You got everything, and then there's peace. But Jesus is the peace first in the reconciliation between you and God, the relationship to know that I was lost and now I found. I was blind, but now I see. And then you come back to Father to know that you belong. You are not nobody's child, you belong. You are God's child. Therefore, not only does it sound nice to have a heavenly father, but a heavenly father who is 24, 24-7, <laughs> all the time looking out for you. And in Christ, oh, if you could spend so many hours just, just letting us know, right? how much the Father loves us, how much what he has done for us, what he has redeemed for us. Today, peace in your heart amidst whatever situation out there, amidst whatever bad news you may hear, whether it's from the doctor or from the economist or from the strategist, whatever. Enough bad news outside there, right? Let's stop listening to bad news and listen to some good news. The most powerful good news is the good news from the Bible, from Jesus. And that will bring you a divine power that gives you peace. Peace is two parties being reconciled, right? You know what's war and peace? <laughs> when they are fighting, that's called war. When they are no more fighting, when they are in United, when they have been reconciled, there is peace. There's no more war. The moment when you say, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior, that is a relationship. You come back to the Father. Okay? There's peace in your heart. 
That's why when a person receives the Lord, it's the spirit, they experience peace. The spirit, soul, and body. Okay? So the mind is not yet saved. The Bible says that Paul says we need to be renewed, okay, to know that uh, this soul, which is your will, your mind, your emotions, it's not saved. So we need to renew. But your heart, your spirit, and then peace is not to be just for the moment. For some of you have received the Lord, and then you say, okay, I experienced that peace. No, it's forever. Eternal. Go in peace. Peace in your heart and be. See, if you experience this supernatural peace, it will go into our bodies. There is no segregation of God Say, okay, I only want to heal your heart. <laughs> so you become born again, you become a Christian, and then you stay there until you go heaven. No. The love of God wants the peace, to not only to reconcile us back to God, but he doesn't want us to suffer. Be free from suffering. It is his will. And not only a will, it has been done. If you today are a believer or a child of God, it's not God's will for us to be sick, for us to have pain. Yes, as long as we are in this world, this body is not fully safe. There will be some aches and pains. <laughs> you know, I have also, okay? It's not that, oh, I have divine health. At the same time, because I live in this world and this body is not fully 100% safe, there will be a headache sometimes, there will be a body ache sometimes, but you will not be having it forever on this earth. Okay? So, Because Jesus said, by his stripes we are healed, right? By his stripes we are healed. Is a inheritance for every child. Daughter? Are you daughter? Are you son? Be free from your suffering. Suffering, other than persecution, <laughs> as a believer, is not from God. Jesus went to the cross 2,000 years ago so that he not only took sin, he took sickness, took this pain, this suffering from us forever. He wants us to be free from it. And before he had finished speaking, okay, so this woman experienced a relationship now with Jesus, okay, as well as cause the physical healing. You know what joy she must be in? 12 years, rejection, uh, what do you call Ex expulsion, being looked down upon, no more money. It's <laughs> terrible, right? In this world, that's why you, you need to know you're not defined by the world, whether they like it or not. And sometimes I'm sad to say Christians too, right? look down on someone who doesn't have that much money. But it doesn't really matter. When you know you are God's son, he never ever once looked down upon you. Whether you have money, you got no money, whether you're strong, you're weak, he is our strength. 
Where we are weak, it becomes our strength. Where we have shame, it becomes our righteousness. So wonderful to understand righteousness, right? To have that gift where you are right before God. Not because of what you do. That self-righteousness. It's like filthy rats. You know, the other day when I was talking about self-righteousness a little bit, and for the first time, I, I, I thought the revelation of Isaiah, what it means by um, self-righteousness is filthy rags. And because, you know, the filthy rags is the menstruation cloth, it's dirty blood. Dirty blood, the blood of our own blood that is dirty, correct? The, the blood that passes out from the woman that is the dirty blood. Cannot, cannot cover sin. Cannot wash away sin. Only the pure blood of Jesus can wash away sin. So what is that means to say that our trying to be good, trying to be our that self-righteousness, right? Our doing good, doing charity, is it's like a that dirty blood trying to wash away sin, but it can't. Only the clean blood, the pure blood of Jesus can wash and cover sin to make us right before God. How beautiful is that? There's no need to trouble them. So while this is what's happening or rather has happened for this woman, remember Jesus was on his way to do something, right? <laughs> Imagine on the way to do something to heal Jairus' daughter, another miracle was taking place. So the power of God it's all on us today, right? Jesus. All the time. Miracles can be happening all the time. When you live in the realm of his, of, of God, of the spirit. This, and then, before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house and pushed through the crowd to give Jairus the news. See, this crowd is a lot of people. Sometimes, right? There's so many people, but one or two touch Jesus. One or two, and hopefully more, right? Will experience the power, the miracle. And then they, they were trying, they will tell Jesus, I'm sorry, Jairus, the news. There's no need to trouble the master any longer. Your daughter has died. What? A sad news, right? He, he was so excited already. At last, I got hold of Jesus because I know he can, I know he can save my daughter. But halfway, the bad news come in. Sometimes, if we are believers like that, right? I know Jesus, you can heal. Suddenly, the bad news come in, and then <laughs> we stop believing. Okay, because. So there was a miracle of healing. And what is the next miracle that is going to happen? Through our Lord Jesus. Your daughter has died. Is that the final thing in the eyes of God? In Jesus? It's never, never affected by natural news. But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. He set us an example, right, Jesus? If you 
I'm sure all of us, uh, most of us here who are believers, do want, we want to follow Jesus, right? What did Jesus do, which is a good example for us? He refused to listen to what they were told. They told Jairus, the father, a natural thing. Maybe, you know, the doctor certified already, okay? That the daughter has died. But Jesus says, I'm going to listen to that. I'm greater than death. I'm greater than sickness. How do you see Jesus this morning? <sighs> then he said what? Don't. He said to the Jewish official, he didn't care what the crowd was saying. The crowd is always talking. <laughs> People are always talking. Okay? Saying something which is always in the natural realm. And most of the time, of course, it's based on the natural. But the one who reached out to Jesus was the Jairus, Jewish official. The one who made a decision, a choice, a will, a choice of his will to come to Jesus for help. That's the one that Jesus wants to talk to, not the crowd. Don't yield to fear. Don't let fear overcome you. Don't let, right? Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. Correct? When you hear all the bad news, if you hear, Jesus knows the whole principle of life. What we hear, bring forth the thoughts, will bring forth the emotion. So the emotion of fear comes when you listen to what do you call bad news, sad news, or news that in the natural, you in the natural, and we are not natural people <laughs> as children of God. This is who we are. That's what we sing, right? This is who I am. Who are you? Who are you? Maybe sometimes that's where our identity. Sometimes it takes ages to realize who we are. <laughs> but never mind, God is very patient. Okay, the faster we know who we are, the faster we live as Jesus lived on this earth. So it says, yeah, fear comes by listening to the world news, the natural news. And he says, don't, you, don't yield to it. Don't let it overcome you. Don't let fear. Okay, already hurt already sometimes. Cannot do anything else with that. To the muscle <laughs> came, came in already. Then he still has hope. Don't yield to it. All right. But he says, keep on believing. That's where we keep on feeding. How desperate are we? When I was messed up, I told you I was desperate, right? I would listen to uh, a sermon, same sermon, more than 100 times. 24 hours, only um, listen to the good news again and again, because it is only the good news about Jesus, what he's done for us, who I am that can save us and free us. I shut myself as much as I could, you know, I would go insane to all the bad news that's surrounding me. Because everything tells me in almost six to 10 years, that everything is hopeless. The only 
the only thread or rope of life for me and hope is the word. All you need to do is keep on believing. So they left for his home. You see, Jesus didn't care about the crowd. <laughs> and there's something that he did here. Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them except Peter. He had so many disciples, right? He didn't even allow the rest of the disciples. And two brothers, Jacob and John. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, of Jairus, they continued a noisy, they, sorry, they encountered a noisy uproar among the people, for they were all weeping and wailing. Of course, because someone had died, right? The daughter. It's sad, right? Someone, when, you know, when you're in a funeral, or, well, it's not yet funeral, okay, but just got the news that she has passed on. And uh, there was a lot of weeping, there's so a lot of wailing, okay? So whether you have come to this situation or not, this is what bad news give us, right? Fear, loss of hope, crying before God. Then upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, Jesus is always like talking opposite, huh? <laughs> we need Jesus in our homes, right? Most, more than all the news, okay? Because if we keep on hearing the natural news, he won't will push you out. <laughs> but you may not be able to experience the miracle, not because he doesn't love you, okay? But he needs us to believe. Okay, that's 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 a uh, currency of heaven. Faith to believe, just simple. Upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, "Why all this grief and weeping? Don't you know the girl is not dead, but merely asleep?" Now, sometimes you wish in this situation that is so hopeless. Jesus, maybe you can appear. <laughs> <laughs> if you appear here like you appeared there, then different thing. Then we, we don't realize that Jesus is living inside us. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, yes, he, he was present there because at that time, he had a mission to go to the cross. So to die and so that all of us who receive him can become a new creation and do what he did. At least it starts with believing now. <laughs> okay? So, he was there. And I believe that today, he's here. The Holy Spirit is here with us. His word is still the same. Everything may pass away, but his words will never change and will never pass away. Don't you know, the girl is not dead, but merely asleep. And then everyone begin to they clap hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you believe the, uh, the, something that's not normal, they're not going to clap hands. They're not going to say, oh, yes, Elin, how true, you know. No, because 
everyone around will be in the state of mostly unbelief. Okay, and then that, what will happen? They will ridicule and make fun of him. But it is normal. It is normal. We need to, uh, you know, just come to know what is normal and what is not normal, <laughs> what is supernatural and what's natural. Otherwise, we can't even distinguish. But God wants his children to know, to live in the supernatural, to live in the blessings, in the promises. Then, so that we can distinguish what is ours. Given to us as children, oh, how much he loved every one of you this morning. So, don't be surprised if you want to, if you say, oh, by stripes, I'm healed. Or we say, in a, in a hopeless case, and then we say, Jesus can heal. And everyone will say what? Are you crazy? <laughs> are you crazy? Are you, are you willing? Okay, everyone ridicule and make fun of it. Make fun of him. They laugh at him. So much so that believers today, they're not even saved by stripes and healed when you have a sickness, right? So Pai say. <laughs> but it's, it's okay. There's no condemnation, okay? Because Jesus will always love us, no matter what. It's just a miracle. He took the, the child's father and mother and his three disciples and went into the room where the girl was lying. You know, he gave us the faith. He took up, threw them all aside, <laughs> all outside. <laughs> it's quite funny, right? But at that time, of course it was not funny, right? You would say, why, huh? Oh, the whole crowd want to see the miracle. They were not wanting to see the miracle, right? They were full of unbelief. And they made fun of him. They said, miracles happen when they stay. Okay? But it is not a, a kind of like condemnation or if you don't have the faith, it's okay. Just continue to hear the word until you have faith, okay? But here, this morning, God wants to tell us something. He took the child's father and mother and his three disciples and went into the room where the girl was lying. He tenderly claps the child's hand in his and said to her in Aramaic, Talita kum, which means little girl, wake up from the sleep of death. Instantly, again, instantly, just a while ago, that woman with 12 uh, years, uh, 12 years of issue of blood or the problem was healed instantly. And this little girl wake up from the sleep of death. What miracle happened now? Resurrection power. He was, she was raised from the dead. This one died already. <laughs> Okay, instantly the 12-year-old girl sat up, stood to her feet and started walking around the room. And everyone was overcome with astonishment in seeing this miracle. It's 
It's the natural thing. How wonderful when miracles become natural to us. That's where we are heading, right? To build the spirit man and uh, realize, shut out the five senses so that we can believe. And it all just keep on healing. That's all. That's what Jesus did. Keep on healing. Okay? I choose to hear more the word of God rather than the word of man or the word of the devil. Okay. <clears throat> For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. Love has to be demonstrated, right? Has to be proven. If a boyfriend tells a girl, you know, I love you, and the girl says, prove it. <laughs> Show it to me. And God demonstrated, proved his love. How? By giving us his most wonderful treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Jesus has only good things to give us. Healing, restoration, alive, peace, provision. When he comes into your life, he changes everything for the, not I won't say for the better, for good. Not, not wait until heaven. Today, today, if you like Jairus or the woman, issue of blood for 12 years will suffer enough. Whatever you need, he is not going to withhold from you. What does it require from us? Just say, Lord, I, I want. And not only I want, I believe you have it. You can change my life. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death, see, death, that, that woman, uh, that, that child who already died, could that death separate her from God's love? life, angels, principalities, or things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whatever you may be facing today, nothing it's so clear. Jesus demonstrated it, all right, by dying on the cross, taking your sin, my sin, or rather the punishment for your sin and my sin. I don't know what else can be greater than that. So that he can, with that, 
give us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Is life about suffering from a sickness? Is that life? Is that living? No. It is not having pain everywhere. It's not God's will. And Jesus paid the price for us to be healed. He paid the price. Is poverty not able to feed our kids or not having enough food God's will for his children? Which father would let his children suffer? Even a natural father wouldn't. What about our Heavenly Father? Of course not. But He made it possible that we will never lack, the Bible says. This agape, unconditional love, which has got nothing to do with you being a good person. It's just Him being a good Father. He already, Jesus already became that door, became that way. Neither death, nor life, nor anything. Sometimes it's our own mistake. And we think that we cannot approach God anymore. We can no longer have His favor. I've done something wrong. Or, you know, that is unforgivable by people. And the worst part, of course, is that we cannot even forgive what we have done wrong. But, you know, all this actually have truth of life has already been settled by Jesus. That's why all we need to know is continue to know who you are in Christ and what Jesus has done for us. To understand tomorrow, tomorrow's session will be so exciting as the Lord begins to give me the revelation of his grace. Well, that's for tomorrow. Okay, so we'll be able to separate us. Imagine a life that nothing, not even you or your mistake can separate you from the love of God. How did this ever happen? It has happened. And nothing you do or didn't do can ever change this wonderful relationship or status that we have with God. It's just to come to know the truth how much he loved us. And we begin to experience today onwards. Because every day is today. The past is gone. We cannot turn the clock. And God never intended that we turn the clock. The past was properly settled. Your past and my past, properly settled by Jesus. Once and forever. No more. In the eyes of God. What is the past represent? All our failures, all our sins. And Jesus says, well, therefore, anyone is in Christ. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Everything has become new. To everyone, to anyone today who would be like Jairus or the lady, a beautiful woman. An outcast. All Jesus desires and all I desire is for every one of you 
to experience that freedom. We may not have it all together yet, but at least step into that wonderful place of blessing, favor, health, healing, of knowing that he loves us. You never need to fear man, never need to be ashamed of your life, never need to feel inferior ever again. Because of his love. Okay. Let's uh, close with a song. Okay, how is it to be shared? Okay, let's just listen to this beautiful song, right? For a short while as we close, and the Holy Spirit is going to minister to every one of you. Okay, because none of us here is the crowd, right? <laughs> Otherwise, Jesus will put, put us all outside. But we are all his beloved children. So therefore, we are in here, in his presence. Okay? To experience that touch, that healing touch, whatever you need from Jesus today, the miracle touch of Jesus, whether it's for yourself, your family, your loved one, it matters to Jesus because you matter to him. You are important to Jesus. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen. Can never tell It goes beyond The highest star And reaches to The lowest hell The guilty pair Bowed down with care God gave His Son 